the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show. This is episode 248 of New Zealand's longest running tech podcast, The Boys of Tech. This episode is for the week commencing Monday the 25th of November 2013. My name is Edwin Herman and I'm pleased to introduce on the panel, Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey. hey. You're sounding on form uh, this morning? Mm Mm-hmm. What a beautiful, beautiful sunny weekend it was. It was amazing. Summer has arrived. Mm-hmm. Well, summer weather, I should say, has arrived. You know, well, you know it arrived last week. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> this right. This was just the first weekend. <laughs> yeah, that, actually, you're right. That, that's absolutely right. We had uh, beautiful weather throughout the week. And this yep. is, in fact, the first weekend for a while that we've had uh, two really nice days. And in fact, it was this weekend was the first weekend ever for me to have a bar- to host a barbecue. Ooh. And it was decided that afternoon. That afternoon I decided, right, I'm going to go to Bunnings Warehouse and buy a barbecue, a coal-fired barbecue. So I bought a barbecue, bought some coal, uh, and then on the way home I stopped off at the supermarket and bought some sausages and whatnot and assembled the barbecue at home and it was ready in time for, you know, sort of for dinner time when we were, when the sausages were ready. <laughs> So that was kind of cool. I now what I, kids think that. Oh, they loved it. They, they loved like it. having a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, they do. Outside cooking and eating. Yep. Oh, yeah. Actually, speaking of which, we did. We had the the dining table and the chairs outside on the deck in the sun. It was it was beautiful. We kind of made the most of it. And uh, the funny thing was, it was it was kind of like all decided that afternoon. Like to even we had nothing right. No food, no barbecue, no fuel for the barbecue. There's nothing. <laughs> it was just, you know, all decided that afternoon. So kind of spontaneous. Decided that you need a barbecue. <laughs> I mean, look, to be fair, we were thinking about it for, for some time, right? We talked about it for some time. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. That day was like, okay, we need one. We're getting one because it's a beautiful day. And we did. So, anyway, how was your weekend? Did you enjoy the sun? I did. Went out in the sun. Went out, had a beer in the uh, the park across the way, the um, craft beer store. What's it called? The Rogan Vagabond? Oh, the Rogan Vagabond, yeah. That's on uh, Glover Park. In fact, uh, I've got a function there some uh, on uh, – where am I going there? When am I going there? I think on oh, – on Friday I'm going there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you don't drink beer. I know. All my friends. And, and they do beer and, I, and they do some spirits, but, yeah. but, but they, they do beer. I, I know. Beer is their thing. You know, you, you know what's so annoying? I've got so many friends that like this, these craft beer and, you know, um, establishments and they'll drag me there. Well, I won't say drag. I mean, I, I yeah. you know, I go along. But, yeah, it's it's everyone's drinking beer and then I'm having a wine. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So you're not going to get – 
you're probably not going to get as extensive a wine selection as you would if you were drinking beer. Because they have yeah. they have a very extensive beer selection. Yeah. And you can get food there as well. Is it good? Is it good food? um, Calamari, Mm. good fish and chips, big portions. Oh, well, that sounds actually, and it it might, you know what? I'm not organizing this. I'm not really sure what it is. I'm not sure if it's just a drinks thing or a dinner and drinks. It might be dinner and drinks, in which case I'm I'm looking forward to that. That, That'd be Mm. good. Yeah. And you get to play with the dog. There's a dog there? Well, yeah, there's a, there's a bulldog. He's the mas- mascot of the place. Oh, right. Okay. It's like you look at the, the, the logo of that of that um, pub and it's a, a bulldog's face. <laughs> All right. And there is a bulldog there. <laughs> Sounds like I'm in for a whole new experience. Indeed. <laughs> well, I've got five days to, uh, to get used to that idea. <laughs> Spe- no, good place. Good okay, good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. In fact, speaking of uh, getting used to ideas, we're going to have to get used to the idea that Winamp isn't going to be anymore. Mm. Do you still run Winamp? Or do you still have Winamp? Uh, no. I haven't had Winamp in, in, in quite a number of years. Mm, same as me. But it was huge back in the day, right? Everyone oh, had yeah, Winamp yeah. back then. Back in, the, back in the 90s, early 2000s, it was you. Pretty much, you had a computer, you had internet, you had Winamp. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what else are you going to listen to music with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we all remember Winamp. And here's the thing, you know, Nullsoft sold it to AOL early 2000s, I think. Well, Nullsoft was bought by AOL. Well, yeah, sorry, yeah, it was uh, acquired, absolutely, yeah. Indeed. And then it <laughs> was a thorn in AOL's side for <laughs> until they finally decided to get rid of it. Yeah, because uh, what was his name? Who was the lead uh, developer uh, on that? Justin Frankel. Yeah, that's it. Justin Frankel, you're absolutely right. Yeah. He, he kind of did all these little rogue projects that really AOL didn't really want him to do, but he did. Well, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Nullsoft may have been bought by AOL, but he still developed the way that he had always developed. He still had the same, the same kind of direction that made him create Winamp in the first place. Yeah, that's right. He, because didn't he do? Though they didn't change him, though they attempted to. Because <laughs> he, because he did Nutella, didn't he? Yep, yep. He created Nutella. He created oh, all manner of. Things which um, miffed AOL. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't want to put their name to it, of course. And, and, and he published things and comments in, you know, not so corporate, you know, they had kind of, uh, what do you call it, censor him, really, in, in a way. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he was a, yeah, he's kind of one of, I, I, you know, there's one of these guys in every IT department, and we've got one, or we had one. Yeah, you know they're not bad people, but they they just don't conform to the to the business. But, indeed, indeed. But yeah, look, Winamp was brilliant. I mean, we all had Winamp. Why was it so good though? Why was why did everyone? Because it was number one. It was easy to use. It would play all of your MP3s, and it would play them well. And not only would it play them and play them well, it would allow you to tweak them with the full equaliser spectrum. And it had, you know, the cool party um, flashing lights and all 
the bells and whistles for you know visual displays. Oh yeah, and all those was a, it was a huge yeah. thing at, yeah. at you know you go to a, a a party back in the late nineties, early two thousands, and there would be MP3s playing, and probably the computer screen would be showing the Winamp graphics. You know, oh yeah, the, the, the visualization trippy, graphics. Yeah, the yeah. trippy visualizations going on. It all added to yeah, the actually, whole that's scene, right. I've been to a few parties like that. Yeah, now that I think about it, and and the playlist management was really easy as well. Yeah, and drop easy play playlist management. It was just, it was a brilliantly put together piece of software for a time when it was needed, and there was nothing that fulfilled its niche. They released or nothing a, that was as good. They released a Mac version. Uh, but but much much more recently, right? And and also an Android version as well. Mm-hmm. It took them a while for to do that. I think it was in two thousand and ten, was it? Yeah, a Mac version in two thousand and ten. Sorry, Android version in two thousand and ten. Mac version in two thousand and eleven. It was kind of late, but uh, you know, I, I guess that wasn't their main market anyway. No, no, it's, it, the main market was definitely Windows. Windows yeah. in the name. Exactly. Windows Amplifier. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's it. The end of an era. They, they're they shutting it down, that, that project down. There's no going to be no more. Yeah, it's not going to be created anymore. So if you want to get your hands on a Winamp, then you need to download it before December 20th when it is all taken down. Are there any sites that, that uh, preserve old software and make older versions available? Well, a lot of the download sites would probably still have old versions. Like two cows? Does two cows still exist? Oh, yeah, this, I had a good question. I was going to ask two you. Two cows, um, CNET download. Those places will probably still have them kicking around a bit. Is download.com now part of CNET downloads, is it? Yeah, yeah. Download.com is CNET, isn't it? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, two cows seems to be still running. I remember two cows from that. That was kind of a, a, a at the Winamp era, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sort two of late, late 90s, early. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two cows is where you got your software from, or discovered new software. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, there you go. It's in the end of an era, and a lot of people. Indeed, Mike the Llama is being put out to pasture. Oh yeah, that's right. Mike the Llama was the mascot there, of course. Indeed, Winamp is no longer going to be kicking any any llama ass. No, <laughs> that's it. Yep, no more. Anyway, there you go, end of Winamp. For those of you who are using the internet in the late 90s and early 2000s, you'll more than likely remember it, if not even run a copy of it, had a copy of it yourself. Or, or still be using one. Well, perhaps, yeah, perhaps still, um, yeah, there's still people, I'm sure there's still people out there using it, absolutely. Mm. Now, there's been this long-running spat between Samsung and Apple. This is the most recent one, it's been going on for a while. And finally, there there is a verdict. But it's not a final verdict. Well, yeah, okay. Let, let's, it's kind of a final verdict, but it's still appealable, and they're going to appeal. Well, okay, let, hang on. Let's, let's just see where we've got to so far. So Apple, <laughs> Apple was thinking a fair amount that it should be owed for patent infringement by Samsung was $380 million. Samsung disagrees and says $52 million is what it should be. Obviously, Samsung agrees there was, there was some infringement of some sort, but nowhere near the level of what Apple says. And in mm-hmm. the end, uh, so 
as I say, 380 versus 52. In the end, Apple has been awarded 290 million. Uh, now you, Brett, you were saying though, it's not it's not final. No, it's not final. Samsung can still appeal this this ruling. It's not the last of their litigations. They've got another litigation coming up in March. Um, <laughs> March next year. I still uh, and that is Apple going after Samsung saying that Samsung's new phones <laughs> is still infringe on Apple patents. Those two but are the always... most surprising thing yeah. to come out of all of this, yep. which I think if Samsung can appeal at the right time would kick Apple quite big, is that the... U.S. Patent and Trademark Office have finally gotten some sanity or something going on in there because it says that they're planning to invalidate Apple's patent protecting Pinch to Zoom. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Because Samsung, well, um, the day before the, this current verdict, Samsung had demanded a, a halt to the trial because of the fact that the Patent and Trademark Office were going to invalidate that patent, which was a key patent in that entire litigation. Yeah, well, look, I must admit, it seems odd to be able to patent pinch to zoom or or, Indeed. S- or swipe to navigate or, you know. Yeah, it's or, a- or uh, rectangles. With rounded and corners. Bevels. Yeah, with rectangles, rounded corners. Curved borders, bevels. Being able to, yeah, I like the, I like um, uh, Samsung's attorney. Um, what's his name? Price. His quote: "Apple doesn't own beautiful and sexy." <laughs> but so many of the patents and things that you see are things to do with that. It's just nah. Well, you know, <laughs> these two. Are, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. if the. Um, if the, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the, the sanity does hold and they invalidate this patent on pinch to zoom, we'll see how the, the litigation continues, how that impacts Apple's case. Well, they be, it's funny because Samsung still supplied chips to Apple. I mean, I've, yeah, often, I I've often wondered, why, why don't Samsung just say no to Apple? So really, because it's a, they're a major business partner. They are, but you know, they're a major business rival and a major business partner. Yeah, I, sure. But isn't that the thing though? If they could, if they could, uh, if you like, kill Apple off in that market, uh, you know, by no longer providing chips, or do you think they'll just get chips from somewhere else? Is, is that what it is? And Samsung yeah, know that they'd just get chips from somewhere else. Right. They just wouldn't as, be good. Yeah, because Samsung make really, really good chips. Yes, Samsung makes really, really quality good gear electronic yeah. components. Yeah. So I guess they know that Apple will just source the next best Toshiba or something. Who knows? Indeed. And Apple would come out the worse off for that, wouldn't they? Because they would then have an inferior product. Yeah, but that's a good thing as far as Samsung's concerned. Well, it is. But but like you say, if they'd still carry on, and they would Samsung would lose the revenue stream. So they might as well get the revenue stream and turn that into a litigation. (laughs) (laughs) paying lawyers against Apple. Indeed. And this sort of thing will keep on going until there is a major overhaul on patents and trademarks on what you can and cannot actually patent or trademark. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. Where do you draw the line, you know? (laughs) You know, I agree with you. There are some patents that just seem really trivial and, and silly. But then there are, of course, there are the good those uses. Those silly, trivial ones are generally the ones where it hangs everybody because nobody can do anything because of a silly, trivial patent. Yeah. Now, if it's something 
complex and clever and it's holding everyone up, that's not a problem because someone's taken a long time to come up with it and it's not it's not trivial. It's not it's not like a single, you know, simple thing like pinch to zoom. So I think patents have their place, but yeah, where where do you draw the line? What's paintable and what's not is is I think and I think a lot of people agree with Indeed. this. This, this a, is a really rectangle the, with curved edges. Yeah, so that should that be paintable? Yeah, see that doesn't seem right, but anyway. Pinch to zoom. You're silly. <laughs> all right, Brett. That is pretty much. I've only had two, I've only had two international stories uh, this week, and that, that's all we had because uh, wow. it's been a, yeah, it's been a pretty quiet week. I've got to say, must be the holiday season. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Christmas and all that. But tell you what, there is one New Zealand story to cover. It's also a very short one, but we'll cover that right after this. Don't go away. Okay, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Now, New Zealand, two New Zealand telecommunication providers have done a good thing with the the recent typhoon in the Philippines. Both Telecom and Vodafone have announced that they will retrospectively credit New Zealand customers' calls and SMS text messages to the Philippines. Brilliant. Good on them, eh? Yeah, yeah. So that's... um community service going on right there. Oh, some, yeah. some compassion and, Re- and heart from some massive companies. Restores your faith for, in humanity, right? Yeah, yeah, for a group of people that have been massively impacted. Because you can imagine that, you know, there'll be a lot of people with ties to the Philippines that are making calls after call after call. They would get really expensive sending text yeah. messages. They're worried about their loved ones. So it's really Indeed. nice to, to just have that other worry taken off them. Yeah. So good on your telecom, good on your Vodafone. Indeed. It's a a feel-good story. It is. It's the Kiwi way, isn't it? Yeah. Excellent. I I told you it was a short story. That's all we had. That's the whole (laughs) episode, folks. That's all you're getting. (laughs) But hey, you know, they're getting... You'll just have to enjoy the sun. Or if you're one of our Northern Hemisphere listeners, um, enjoy the getting cold. Yeah, well, actually, most of our listeners are in the Northern Hemisphere, and indeed, it is rapidly heading into winter there, as I understand, so, yeah. So we'll be talking about balmy days, sun, having barbecues, women, and all that sort of stuff, and they'll be freezing their butts off. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's the way it just goes. Just waiting for the time when it comes around to us freezing our butts off and them having balmy days. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's at the beach and, and here's us recording podcasts in a in an icy cold studio. Yep. <laughs> anyway, let's let's call that a wrap, Brett. Thank you very much for co-hosting. Always a pleasure, Ed. Excellent. We'll do it again next time. Until then, take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.